You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Gee, and did he sound a little weak right there? Usually he's a little uh, more into it. It sounded like he wasn't super, into this one. Super weak. Well, you know what it was? Are you okay over there? My voice slipped up on Gary's slick back hair over there, and so it tripped me over. (laughs) I like my hair laid back, laid back. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So how was your weekend, fellas? I got to hear this. Got to hear this. I feel like I'm going to have to start with Gary because I feel it's the same thing every week. Uh, (laughs) Last week was different. This week's going to be different. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Okay. I I, want to hear what's different. So I actually had a few buddies over and uh, I was forced to watch terrible March Madness games because I don't like, I don't care about sports. I don't watch very many sports anymore. I watch a little bit and March Madness this year is just no reason to watch. There was no dominant team in March Madness or even in college basketball this year. Uh, I know people will say Gonzaga, but their schedule doesn't make them dominant just because they went undefeated, but they have a good player. Um, But so I had some buddies over, and we had our punishment startment of our fantasy football league. So, so what did you, year, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Don't just breeze over this. Oh, what did you continue. finish in your fantasy football? Me? What, I, finished, I finished fourth this year. Fourth. And how many guys were in this fantasy football 12. league? Twelve. Twelve. And how many have to pay debt? Just the, final, the, the last one? The last two. Ooh, Two out of the twelve. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, right. so there's a bigger loss for last, but the last two had to do something, which will catch time in that next year because he's gonna. I heard he's gonna come dead last next year, so he's had to do this punishment. No, okay. no. I, time doesn't come dead last. So the punishment is they actually have to put a, together a ten minute wrestling match in my wrestling ring. Hold on. Uh, against each other, <laughs> and tenth place gets to lose to ninth place. Hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I get this straight. And we don't know, and I don't want you to tell us who came in ninth place, who came in tenth. Y'all keep that amongst y'all, so we'll know then who came in last place based on who won or lost. Yeah, that'll get us. They'll get more eyes on it, I think. So, do these guys know anything about wrestling? First of all, to agree to this punishment. No, they know. I don't think anybody really, maybe other than time, watches wrestling, knows anything about wrestling. But they all agreed to it before the season started at Fancy Football. Bro, this is going to be a shit show. So my job is to choreograph the match for them, show them what they need to do. I'm not a professional. I know little bits and pieces of how to fall, all that kind of stuff for them. So I'm doing very generic, easy things so they don't hurt themselves. And just getting them to learn to fall is hilarious. It was ridiculous because the first thing you do – they did. They did. They did it without me walking out there. I hadn't got out there yet, and they were practicing falling. And what's the first thing you think happened, D, when they fell? Uh, I'm going to say somebody hit their head. 100%. <sighs> when the first thing you do is you got to tuck your chin. And they didn't yes. even wait for me to get out there before they learned to fall. So then, now, from then on, now they were scared to fall because they uh, were worried about hitting their head. <laughs> uh, see, I didn't think about that. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. They're going to put on a 10-minute match about not knowing shit about <laughs> wrestling? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Who, who set this up? So, who, who agreed so, to this? So what I have to do to get them warmed up for it is I had to grab a mattress and throw it onto the ring so they could fall on the mattress so they don't actually fill Guys, the ring. Guys, this is all at Gary's house. This yes. is all at Gary's house. <laughs> I want to make sure y'all understand the rich guy. 
This is right. all at Gary's house. This is not like them packing up and going to a gym that's close by. This is at his house. <laughs> but go ahead, I just wanted to make sure because they so, probably thought you was putting in some unnecessary road time when no. all you just did was walk over. So I grabbed, so I grabbed the mattress and set it out in the ring, and they learned to fall. And they were still scared to fall on it, but one was better than the other. I'll give it to one of them. He actually jumped off the top ropes onto the mattress. That shit don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. I'm going to tell you why it don't mean anything. I did the same (laughs) shit before my TNA match and almost broke my damn back on TV. So I'm not having that. That means nothing. But the thing is, like, he's not going to, they're not going to jump off the ropes in in their match. They're not going to do anything crazy. Very very simple. Tell D'Angelo about the expert that you brought in to help teach the wrestling. The uh, that large piece of wood that uh, stands up on two yeah, legs. So I brought I, so I brought an ex expert in, so he was helping going over everything. His name is Table. He came in <laughs> and he was giving up his stuff, so that way he could show people how to actually land from the top rope. So the first time they messed up, but the second time when he did his front flip, he went right through, and the uh, table was super happy. I see what so y'all did there. Y'all practiced that shit before the show today. That was okay. not practiced, but <laughs> in case people don't know, that's in reference to like what D'Angelo mentioned, his wrestling match where he <laughs> overshot the table <laughs> and almost scorpioned himself. Basically yeah. did. Yeah. So y'all make this about me, man? This is not even my weekend. This is about you, Gary. How you going to bring me into this shit to bring me down? <laughs> Look, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm clarifying for the listeners so they know what we're talking about. Right. So, he wants to give our listeners a background on the expertise of his coaching. We don't coaching. need that, though. We so, don't need and, that time. So, don't and need just, that. just for clarification, pause. And this is where D'Angelo is going to come in because time is going to interlude the video of yes. this on the <laughs> podcast. So you're going to get to see this as soon as I stop talking. You ready, time? I love it. Big chop from a dot. Wait a minute. Hold on. Well, Eli's what down he- in front of me. He's telling D'Angelo. Is he going to? Too far! Is it enough? Did he get enough of it? Here it goes! One, two, three! Here are your winners, Moose and D'Angelo Williams! And there there it is! See, and that that is the video I'm talking about. See, (laughs) learn, and he retired after that day. Uh, bro. Look, okay, now what I, I can't believe that like just happened. <laughs> Did y'all, you sure that y'all didn't plan any of this? There was shit? no it plan this like it's going off, off. Top of the head. This is like art. This is serve the story. We're working right. live for you. No, man, <laughs> what I feel life. like this is, is this is a group chat without me in it, is what I feel like. <laughs> this is. That's what this is about right here. I was not getting this group chat, damn it. That was a perfect little perfect. That was perfect time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, D, how was your weekend? Yeah. You know what? This is not about my weekend yet because I have so many questions for okay. these poor souls that you're about to get in this squared circle and have them wrestle for 10 minutes, bro. For 10 minutes. I, I got. So, let's finish up with your weekend first, though, Gary. Is anybody one of those that work out? Because 10 minutes is a long time in the ring. So one of them does a, some working out with a trainer and he runs. Uh, but he, I would not say he's in, he's not in like physical, like uh, athletic shape. The other one, he looks like he's in athletic shape, but he's not. 
So I would say neither one of them are really in shape and are really prepared for the conditioning that's going to have to come in to put on 10 minute and not be dying of breath. Okay. So I, I and I have to ask this and, and these oh, are wrestling oh, oh. questions. Just, just for reference, we also played dodgeball. One of the guys that did it, he rolled his ankle just walking. On, oh, on wow. the plane, while the plane dodgeball, not even running, walking, oh, rolled his ankles. Shit. So the, he's got really stable ankles. Oh shit! Okay, so so here's the thing. This is this is why I feel like you're gonna have some very interesting situations arise because you can either go like a big spot where somebody gets maybe you know body slammed or something like that. That'll get you you know 45 seconds. Or you got to teach them the skill of like uh, putting them in an arm bar, reverse arm bar. You got to get them to work. So this is going to be very interesting because for 10 minutes, are you just trying to, are you putting together like a shitty match or are you putting together a match that you would like for us to see? So I told them it's going to be something they have to make it look realistic because I do plan on filming this. So how do we? But I want to. I want to believe it though, Gary. I, I don't Red. know about you. I don't know about time because anybody can go out there and put a ten minute match on shit. Like, come on, man. Like you could give us something. Give us energy. Give us. We want to see the theatrics. We want to see people take live bumps. We want to see wrestling, bro. If they're not gonna give you wrestling, this is a horrible. Uh, this is a horrible loss strategy if you get what I'm saying. So, D, I think you can attest to you know how my choreography skills work yes. with the yes. battle royal we had with the Amazing Race crew. Yes. So that was something that me and you put together, and uh-huh. I think you have confidence with that. That looked pretty dope, so yeah. I think I will do have a pretty good shot. Even though, the, I will say, they probably knew even less than what these two know. So I have a little bit to work with because they're no. so I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. This, this is this is why it's gonna be interesting, Gary. And I don't think you're taking this in consideration. I'm not downplaying your skills, not by no means at all. But what the difference is, you had 14, 15, 16 people to work with. You only got two. Correct. You only Everything's got two gonna be not, on them, correct. Yes. And nobody knows shit. We took the big bumps in the in the match because we knew exactly what we were doing. But then they end up, they did enough redirecting. But these are two guys. Somebody has to take a bump. Did, let me ask this. Did either of them at least, like, wrestle on a trampoline growing up? Because, you know, I've never taken a bump. I, at least I've done some moves on a trampoline when I was younger. Like, a little I bit of stuff. I asked that question, so we will have to find that out. All right. Yeah, Man, that's please. interesting. Just, that just, wait, just wait till next year when time has to do the match. It, well, here's yeah. the thing. Time... The, everyone knows the last place people are the people that give up halfway through the season and stop paying attention. That's never going to be time. Tom's going to put in his due diligence. But my question is, Gary, are you making them sign a waiver by stepping into the Gary Barnage ring of punishment? Because if they get hurt, they see how rich you are, they might come after you. When you when you drive through my gate, you're signing a waiver. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I okay. Can, yes, yes. He doesn't care who you are or how you relate to him. You are signing a waiver. Me, my wife, and kids had to sign one. So, wow. yeah, he don't give a damn black, white, green, orange, yellow. If you cross over his threshold, you signing a waiver. You know, I just protect myself. I can't be everywhere at the same time, so I just got to make so, sure I'm so, safe. This, this, so is what I, this is what it's I so think big, is funny. Baby. This is what I think is funny, though. This is... And and I, I don't think I've ever had this opportunity to ask. So Gary sets up a date. Uber driver drops her off at Gary's house. 
How do you ask this young lady to sign a waiver, bro? (laughs) 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 She's at your house. (laughs) How do you like, hey, normally I don't do this, but uh, sign this waiver. (laughs) Well, for one, I'm pretty sure Uber's not coming to my house. So I don't think that's, I don't really have to worry about that situation. Are you talking about the waiver on the way to the house if you're bringing somebody over? (laughs) (laughs) That's That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine? Yeah, that is this. Uh, that's a unique situation. Uh, you know, I just get everybody to sign a waiver. You know, it's just I gotta protect that's myself. What I'm saying. Because Gary you know, goes out to a bar. She's a nice lady. You got a wrestling ring. I got. I have a pool. I. I if you he has everything that you want. To, if you know how to swim or not, I got. You say you do. I'm gonna trust you. Do I can't. I can't. Wait, be don't average. you have Gary? Don't you have? Two not not, so so All I right. guess the question is Stop. this now, time. The question is this now, time. If he does not ask them to sign a waiver, mm. should I feel upset that me and my wife and my kids had to yes. sign? Yes. Okay, racist. that's all I'm asking. Everybody signs a waiver. Okay. I'm just saying because I, I find it hard to believe <laughs> that at 2 a.m. in the morning, when right. you leave the bar and you bring somebody <laughs> back with you, I, I need you to that explain you something ask to me. them to sign a waiver. But when's the last time I've ever been out at a bar? I, I don't care. I'm one. painting a picture. You're going to let me bar paint this at picture. 2 a.m. for two. Yeah, well, anywhere, Gary, anywhere. You could have been at a BET after party, Gary, <laughs> and found somebody that you like, and you like, you know what? I think I want to bring her back. You bring her back, like, is the conversation about this waiver in the car, or do you wait till you get home? Dad, get the waiver signed. Wait, here's the question. What if he realizes that he's out of waivers? Does he call his dad? Hey, Dad, can you print out this way? No, they're on my home screen on my computer. I can just hit print. It's fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he sent them electronic copies in their email telling them right. the DocuSign. DocuSign. PDF form. Yeah, I need you to sign this, please. <laughs> no, you stop at the gate. You can't. Oh, you haven't signed it yet. I can't. Oh, I can't come in. Sorry. You guys sit out here. Bye. This uh, is legendary, bro. This is legendary. This is legendary shit. Hey. Hey Rod or whoever y'all is out there signing these you uh, uh these non disclosures these NDAs. See, mine, got mine's not NDAs. Mine's just waivers to protect myself. If you get hurt on my property, yep. I can't control it. Same thing I do with my blob party every year. If you come to my blob party, you have to sign a waiver to do anything Speaking on any of the toys. Do you hear that rich shit in his voice, Tom? <laughs> Let me make sure on your property. It's How big my, is your property, my Gary? Pro- probably just as big as yours. That's not what I asked you, Gary. I asked you how big is this property that you speak of? My property? Are you gonna have ten acres? <laughs> I live in Florida. It's cheap. So this is Gary's compound, is what you're saying? Okay. So, <laughs> so getting to to uh, what I did this weekend, I, I had some fun this weekend, Gary, because I look. This is what I understand, and, and this is what I'm trying to pick up, and you understand what I mean when I when I start talking. So my father-in-law, he decided that he was going to cook this weekend, and he uh, first of all he made some all grinding potatoes. They were from a box that he put in the microwave, and that he put on the table. My daughter took a scoop of those all grinding potatoes and was like, "Man." These are really good. Who made the potatoes? My father-in-law goes, oh, yeah, that was me. I knew my potatoes were good. I go, Dad, those are boxed potatoes, bro. Like, you, if I can do what you can do in the kitchen, you ain't do nothing special. Don't take credit for the box. 
And dad goes, what, you don't eat boxed potatoes? And I said, look, I, that's not the problem here. The problem isn't that I don't eat boxed potatoes. As a matter of fact, I think boxed potatoes are delicious. But what I'm not going to do is let you take credit for something <laughs> that the box produced. <laughs> and he still to this day does not understand what I mean by that. And then he goes, oh, yeah, you know, um, uh, you don't eat this or you don't need that because it's not from scratch. And I said, go, dad, no, no, no. You, you took this all wrong. I don't care if it's from scratch or if it's in the box. I'm just saying that you get more credit for stuff you make from scratch than you do from a box. It's not that I don't eat it. I love it. Actually, some I prefer over from scratch. Right. I, I just want to ask you guys, was I overboard with that? Was I, I mean, did you understand my argument here? So my own, I, I agree with you on that. My only question is, does he add any other seasonings? Does he it add anything to make it his own? Matter. It doesn't matter, no, Gary. It does. If, because if, if, if I bought something from a box and you ate it and it was bland, but then I make it and I add other stuff to make it taste different, then yes, yeah. now I get to claim I a little. I am not going to let you run my blood pressure up this day. I'm <laughs> not going to let you I am not, if, if the beast, if, I mean, if the base of your recipe. The beast. <laughs> if, if the base of your recipe is what came in the box, it's not yours, Gary. If you add a little salt, a little pepper, some paprika, and maybe some Caesar salt, that's still not your recipe, Gary. It's still not yours. Well, there's no recipes, George, unless you make anything with without any help from anything else. So everything okay, is always. So now you levels. want to get technical. You get what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You're just trying to be right here. I'm just trying to say, was I was I doing too much by saying, "Hey, Dad, I you no. get credit for I'll pushing no. the button." Okay. But I, 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 I'm going to say I'm on board with you in the sense of if you have a box something and you just cook it and you bring it out and it is what it is, then yeah, for sure. If you cook it, throw a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper on there and that bring it out, then I'm still on your side. But like Gary said, if they have this box and it's just the materials and the, like you said, it's the base, but there's some like special way they cook it, something special they add that enhances the flavor beyond what a little bit of extra seasoning can do, then is where I might give them a little bit of credit, but they still are like, okay, yeah, that's good, but it's not like you made it from scratch. It's not like you made it from I'll home. Gi I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. D, your wife makes spaghetti, right? Right. She uses noodles from a box. Okay. Okay. Where does she, and where does she use her sauce from? I, I don't know. She doesn't tell me anything. I'm, so, I'm not standing over her when she's cooking. But I know she adds other flavors into it because right. it's amazing. But I'm not going to say she's just copying it from a box or if it came, if the break came from Prego, I'm going to say that's oh, her recipe because she added a bunch and changed the taste hold, of it. Hold up, Gary. It gets even better. This I, I'm not even done yet. This okay, is just the sorry. beginning of the, 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 the weekend, right? So then I go over to my brother's house. I go over to Zach's house and I'm like, Zach, you know, his his girl, she cook, right? And uh we was rehashing the conversation and uh she we was talking about who eat what, like who eat, you know, box stuff, who don't eat box stuff. And uh I was like, Yeah, you know, I eat box mac and cheese. That's my thing. I think it's delicious. I think it's great. There's a lot of people out there that say, Oh, that's gross, that's nasty. Case in point, me going over Zach's house. I'm sitting at the table. Somehow we got on it and we talking. And I was like, ooh, these greens 
chickens look good. She made a pot roast, she made some cornbread, and she made some greens. And I'm like, ooh, this look good. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. She make the best greens I ever tasted in my life. And I'm like, ooh. So now I'm excited about the greens. Like, ooh, these greens are about to be life-changing. And I go, Pokey, what, how do you make your greens? And she said, oh, they can greens. <laughs> and I go, wait, what? Uh, and uh, Zach goes, well, she asked about the stuff. She said, no, I don't add anything. I put them in there. I push a button to warm them up. And that's how I get them. I was like, well, well, what kind of cornbread is that? She was like, oh, that's Jiffy. And I'm like, oh, she was like, what, you don't eat? Bo-? I was like, no, I absolutely love box stuff. I have no problem with that. I am glad that you're not taking credit for that. But there's other people that are giving you credit, i.e. my brother, for something that's just in a box or a can. But in that same breath, she told me that I was nasty because I ate box mac and cheese. See, box mac and cheese. I, yes, I, had, I eat box mac. I had deluxe craft box mac and cheese this weekend, and it was amazing. Oh, <laughs> no, I'll, tell y'all, I'll tell y'all the one to hit is the white cheddar cracker barrel mac and cheese. That's the one. So, so okay, question D, real quick. I know but you, you see what I'm saying. Green. So some yes. people have a strong. Yeah, I, I know what have, you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're just taking each other. Oh, that's fine. No, it's like I've had the same greens you're probably talking about. My dad makes greens. I love greens. My question to you with greens, do you add vinegar or no? No, I don't add vinegar. Yeah, I, I like vinegar. I eat them with raw onion, though. I eat them with raw onion. I don't like onion, but I like vinegar in mine. Yeah. But see, here's the thing, though. I Again, I don't care if they're fresh greens that somebody go pick and cook, or I don't care if they're canned greens. I, I eat them both the same. Greens. It's just, it's just whether you take credit. Yes. Yes. So my brother was giving her credit for something that she do in the can. And he was like, when she said it, he was like, I was like, oh, yeah, bro. You got you got canned box taste buds. That's what you got them. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. That's, that's It's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I also have a little bit of that. I don't have any hard stance on anything. Like there's people that like his algorithm potatoes that he put in the uh, the stove or I mean, he put in the microwave that was in the box. People was like, I don't eat that. Have you ever ate boxed algorithm potatoes? Yes. I, I Apparently, that's all I've ever eaten because apparently it was told to me that the ones that they serve in restaurants are for, come from boxes. So <laughs> I'm like, I've, okay. I've had both. I've had homemade. I've had box. They're both good. Like, Dude, is there a difference, bro? Is there it just, a difference? It, it, honestly, it depends on if, what season you use. Because some people, when they cook homemade, they don't use the same season that comes in the box. So it, it might taste a little different, but it's not bad. Like, it's not like there's not one like tremendously better versus the other one. To me, it's okay. more like you're going to add cheese to it. Like, if you add like another topping to it, then that's when it makes it more. Like, I'm a cheese guy. I love cheese. So if you add cheese to Algarve potatoes, I'm going to think they might be a little better just because there's cheese on it. Okay. All right, that's that's that that's what I did this weekend. I've had a great time having those conversations with my father-in-law and with my my wife and my my mother-in-law. It was just it was it was amazing because those are the conversations that uh, came out of it. We watched a little wrestling, but we ain't gonna talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about week fast lane fiend coming back. Just we'll just talk about that next week. I I need to catch us up on what you cut me off on last week though. Oh yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> when you yeah so what i was saying was before gary barnage so rudely interrupted me with a mute last week just just brutal i know time i know i was saying that the greatest defensive player of all time is playing right now 
He's playing right now. And Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald will go down as the greatest defensive player to ever play this game. He's already there already. Three defensive MVPs. Uh, he's been playing for seven years. He has 85 and a half sacks. Let's just, let's just go through history. Let's go number one. Number one, Bruce Smith. He played 200. He has 200 sacks, and he played for 18 years. Again, seven years, 85 and a half sacks. Number two, 198 sacks is Reggie White. 15 years, again, at 85 and a half sacks in seven years. And you probably say, hey, even if he played for 14 years and he doubled it, that's still not 200 sacks. That's still not 198 sacks. Let me tell y'all something about Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald plays defensive tackle, okay? If you look at the top 15 or 20 defensive players, they either play defensive Defensive end, outside linebacker, in the exception of one, and that's John Randall. When he played for Minnesota, he's the only defensive tackle that's up there, and he's going to pass him. That's why I'm telling you right now that Aaron Donald will be and is right now the greatest defensive player to play this game thus far. So I will say, my you, mind. I'll say you're sticking Changed with my mind. I'll say you're sticking with your guns on that you think. Older players, it's harder to give because it's different eras. Because I know everybody's argument is always Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is one of the greatest of all time. He's one of the best def- He's arguably one of the best defensive players of all time. That's always one of the arguments. I don't disagree. He could he could go down and may go down as the best defensive player of all time. I don't know if I would say he is right. Like, but you that's right now. You can't sit, foretell it in the future. Yes, you can think he's going to, and he is definitely the best player right now. But you got to wait till his career's over, and I always say that with with, with time. We always talk about you have to wait till the career's over before you determine where you're at. So, my personal, which I'm probably sure is the same as time, and it's because we both play with him, D. Julius Peppers. And my only reason why Julius Peppers is because obviously I played with them. I saw him on a daily basis. So, let me explain why. So I, I need to hear this. I need to hear this. So. You've seen this. I have seen this. Obviously, we we didn't grow up watching Bruce Smith. Like, yeah, we knew about him, all that kind of stuff. We watched Reggie White, but like, we didn't really understand the game at that time. So we didn't really understand. And we have, I know, I haven't gone back and watched. So I might change my opinion. Might change if I went back and watched some of those games. But I'm using the same logic y'all use of what you're seeing now. We played against. Patrick. I've seen Jordan Gross was an All Pro tackle. I've literally seen him pick him up and move him to the side and then go hit the quarterback. Like, I've never seen any other player do that. And this was an all-pro tackle. It wasn't just like a random guy. Mm-hmm. It was an all-pro. I've seen him involving you. D'Angelo, you caught a screen on the right side. Julius Peppers was on the left. He ran around the line and chased you down from the back. <laughs> 300 pounds. Why you got to bring up all this shit, Gear? Why you got to say it? Like, why you always got to bring me up in your stories, bro? Stop bringing me up in your stories. Stop bringing me up. Stop using me as your analogy, bro. Use somebody else. Use time. I just <laughs> gross. But no, so, and like, the only, the only knock I have on Pep, and I think he was like for me he was influential because he was really helpful as coming in as as a rookie. He was willing to help me get better. He's like, hey, put your hands here when you punch, do all that kind of stuff. 
you don't have a lot of guys that would have done that do that. Like they, they, he was a big star at that time. He was willing to help a rookie tight end who had to block him. For me going in, I don't know how I was supposed to block him because I knew it was going to be impossible. Okay, so but, I, I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. I, I'm the greatest to, defensive I'm, player I'm going. I'm going to keep of going. all time. So just because of what we see, this is where, why, where it's hard for me to say he's the best. I think he is arguably, to me, and obviously. We ain't Donald, talking about arguably. We're talking about the best. Well, okay, yeah. If my personal scene would be Peppers, but yeah. I, so I'm going to stick with probably Lawrence Taylor right now. But what? The, because my knock on Pep, though, is he did not play hard every down. Aaron Donald does. I will give you that. Aaron Donald, that's why I think Aaron Donald will probably go down as the greatest of all time. Just right now, because he has his career's not over. If Pep went hard every time, you'd know how dangerous he would have been. He didn't go hard every time, and he had 159 sacks. And that is ridiculous because he probably went maybe, maybe 70% of the time. You know, you knew, you knew, we all saw it, but he had, he had the ability to do that. If he wanted to go, you, no matter who you were, you weren't stopping him. And that's the thing. It, yeah. He could have easily broke the sack record if he went every play, which again, that's fine. He was still amazing. And the fact that he was able to do that. So to me, he would be number two personally, cause I saw him play against them, all that kind of stuff. But I will agree. Aaron Donald probably will go down as the greatest. I would probably go with Lawrence Taylor or you have Reggie or Reggie White would be the top two, would be one arguably who is number one right now in my eyes, but Pep's two. All right, I'm gonna break this down a little bit. So I, I obviously I said Julius Peppers last week when he was cutting you off because yes, I think Julius Peppers is you know his nickname what the freak for a reason. So it's just like it was Javon Curse, but no big deal. Well, I thought he was like that was just Pep too. I know that was Javon Curse's like actual nickname, but like people always talk about like uh, Peppers being a physical freak, blah blah. blah. And so what I would equate it to is because Randy Moss is my favorite wide receiver of all time, but obviously Jerry Rice is pretty well regarded as like the best wide receiver of all time to a lot of people. I think Pep is kind of like the Randy Moss of defense, whereas he had the freakish talent, he had the ability just to do whatever he wanted to do, nobody could stop him. But because he took plays off, maybe he wasn't uh, going full stroke every single every single time. People took that against him, and then therefore his stats aren't necessarily as high as they could be. Uh, okay, so 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me make sure I get this straight. I and because I'm I maybe I have been drinking or something. But are you saying that that Randy Moss that Julius Peppers is the defensive Randy Moss? Well, not all the way around, but as far as like. Probably well, no, the you can't, best you can't say that because I'm Randy Moss the, is arguably best, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play this game. Pep name never comes up when you talk about the greatest defensive player of all time. I think he would as far as like DN. No, I'm talking about period. I'm talking about Aaron Donald like, is the best right, defensive not, player of all do. time. Not position wise. I'm right. talking about period. Right, but you said Randy Moss is the best wide receiver. You say best offensive player of all time because then it's like, oh, all these other people come into it. So it's like defensive yeah, player encompasses I'm a still, bunch I'm still of rolling positions. with Randy Moss, bro. He's, no, I, he's I agree. Player. I'm just I, I meant there's yeah, nobody ever brings up Julius Peppers though. Nobody ever brings up Julius Peppers. You just, just had two. You just had right. two people bring it up. All right. <laughs> 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 that was dick. Go ahead, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I'm. I, I, I ain't hope I ain't messing up your train like, of But go ahead. As far as like the athleticism and the ability to just nobody could stop him, you know that I think that's how Randy Moss was. I, I always have Randy Moss as my number one receiver of all time because I say that if 
he had Joe Montana, Steve Young for the majority of his career, a.k.a. Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to him most of his career. I think he would have way more stats than he does now. So that's part of the, the tag team that you need as a receiver. But as far as defensive player, I'd say if I have to like if I had to buckle down and pick one, I'd say Lawrence Taylor. Um, and like Gary said, Aaron Donald is on his way. But I've always said this, even when we talk about other sports, I'm not going to say anything specific. But like, let people finish their career before you start comparing them to all time greats. Because like, we never know whose whose book has been written. Like, how how many chapters are left in their career? Like, Aaron Donald could go on to make it not even a question. Like, it's just let 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 him play his career. Once he's done, then we can start having this discussion. But it's hard to have this discussion in the middle of when he's playing because right now it's kind of like we talk about with rappers like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, after Carter Three, everybody's like, dang, he's going to be the best rapper of all time because my man just laid out two of the best albums ever. And then you, you, you got 10 years later and people are talking about Lil Wayne's whack and he can't rap, blah, blah. It's just... You know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta let so, let people's careers play out, and then no, have we don't. We don't. We don't have to do that at all. We don't have to do that at all. We didn't do it with Tom Brady. So why the hell should we have to wait and do it with Aaron Donald? We we seven years into uh, Tom Brady's career. Granted, he's played twenty. They was always talking about he has the potential to be one of the greats. Now, right. fast forward, if you just cut half of his career into it, they would have been like, he's a Hall of Famer. But even now, year in, year out, he's the greatest of all time. He's He got that moniker four or five years ago. Right, so nobody, why can't we? I don't think anybody gave him that officially until he passed Joe Montana's perfect Super Bowls because he had some losses. So in people's minds, they still had Joe Montana in front of him until Brady got that and matched him and then passed him. And now I have eight in front of him. I have Peyton and Brady as one, too. So y'all just want to be dicks today. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. Okay. That's how we woke up today. I get no, it. What well, I'm, well, like you said, so what happens if – so Aaron Donald, he's, yes, he's been amazing. But if, God forbid, something happens and he's not and he got hurt or something, then you he would not be considered the greatest bro, time because it was cut short. If, I mean, if Barry not, Sanders can do it in nine, if Barry right. Sanders can do it in nine, because these are the numbers that yes. Aaron Donald is putting up. I'm not talking about – where you look at it and you look at a J.J. Watt, where J.J. Watt has played 10 years, he had three out-of-control, ridiculous years, and everybody's like, oh, he's a future Hall of Famer because he's had three great years out of 10. This is not what we're talking about. I'm talking about Aaron Donald has put up these numbers seven straight years, and he's getting double-teamed, he's getting triple-teamed. It's not like people don't know who he is. And he's still putting these numbers up from defensive tackle. From defensive tackle, Gary, this is what I'm saying. You understand exactly what I'm saying. I don't think the people out there or time understand that the things that he's doing at the defensive tackle spot is unbelievable. John Randall, when he played. He is doing it from the hardest position on the defensive side. Right. It's crazy. It's unheard of. Right. He's undersized and he's underweighted. At that position, and he's still doing what he's doing, and he that's plays. All that's three why I, I, I definitely think if he continues on his track, he will go down as the greatest of all time defense player, hundred percent. I don't discredit that at all. I I just like I said, I don't think you can say it yet because he's still playing, but I do believe he will go down because I think he's going to continue. He hasn't showed a sign of slowing down, and he's still young. So I definitely think he definitely will probably go down as the greatest of all time. Okay, just just to give y'all some stats, uh, <laughs> because you did say Lawrence Taylor was your guy. Lawrence Taylor had a hundred and uh, fifty-six sacks. 
He oh, that's why y'all say he's the greatest of all time because he got a couple of Super Bowls. Okay, and all a right. de- and an NFL MVP for as a defensive player. He he. Okay, all right. They that's pretty you, unheard you of. At it, 86, <laughs> 86 Sport News. Okay, he was in the Hunter Sack Club. It, okay. All right. I mean, it's pretty. And he also played like outside linebacker slash like a three, four linebacker, outside linebacker. So he also had to cover a little bit. So he might have a few interceptions. Bro, I'm not I, trying I to never that count shit. that. If you're an edge rusher, rusher, if you're an edge rusher of 100%. any kind, then you're a defensive end. That's basically right. what you're on a tackle. You're on an island out there. How many you tackles get... did he have, though? I don't How many tackles? That. I think it said he. Let me look up his tackles. Uh, I think he had over a thousand. He He definitely had over a thousand for sure. Uh, right here, he had 1,089 tackles. He had 132 and a half sacks. He had 56 forced fumbles and nine interceptions. Okay, it's that that, that that's the thing is like if you just want to compare that like Aaron Donald, he has and I'm looking at his tackles right now. His he's got 357 combined tackles. Aaron Donald does. Yes. Okay, in seven years. Yes. Okay. I don't know how many years uh, Lawrence did. I think he played maybe 15. I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, he – well, <laughs> this is what's – Well, and then you start- have – and then you had Aaron Donald's that forced six fumbles total. You just said he had like 50 forced or 30 forced for Lawrence Taylor. But, again, he's in different positions. It's harder to force fumbles, I agree, at D-tackle than it would be from outside linebacker. I'm just saying the man is great. No, I hundred percent. I think he will that. go down as the greatest of all time. We if agree. He continues on his current path. Okay. Right. That's we. We just gotta give him time. We gotta let him finish out his career. Okay. And, can I, can and I, then we can have that discussion. Can I finish up my weekend? I thought you already did. No, 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 no. This is the last one I finished. Oh, okay. I'm finished up my weekend. So, I, I again, I, I I don't know if y'all into stuff like this, but if you are, this is a really good show to watch. Mm. So I started one division again. Like, first of all, it has taken me forever to get through one division. I got through the first two episodes when it first came out, and I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever watched in my entire life. Well, then I caught wind through the grapevine that you got to get the episode four. You got to get the mm-hmm. episode four. You got to get the episode four. And I'm like, ah, right, you know, this would be a good show to watch with the kids. So episode one, come on. My oldest daughter, she's like, oh, I like this show. Episode two, come on. My daughter was like, ooh, I'm, it's getting better. Episode three, come on. And I'm like, this is so stupid. These are different shows that they're putting together. And then episode four hit. And I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. This is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen, ever. Like, the fucking concept is insane. Out of that show came this. Spoiler, guys, spoiler. If you don't want to hear what happened in WandaVision, now is the time to turn it off. I mean, guys, you should be happy because he never gives you a spoiler. That warning. is nice of you, Dion. Yeah. <laughs> give us about seven to ten minutes, and then you can come back in. Yeah. So the question came up at this: in one division, because she was holding people against her will, was Wanda a villain? Yes. At that time, yes. Was Wanda a villain, time? I, I like I you know I think that she had a villainous role without being aware that she was being a villain. So I, I would say because you know she has that hero mentality, 
but she was just so wrapped up in what she wanted that she didn't realize the pain she was causing other people. So she had villainous actions out, but not with villainous intentions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No intent, but she was a villain without the intent. Right. If there, if that's just a yes or no question, bro. I say yes. (laughs) Yes or no, Todd. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say no. I'm gonna say no. Okay. So I'm talking to my wife. So I wake up on Sunday. I wake up on yesterday. And because we binge watched it on Saturday because it was so good. I was like, look, we got to bang this out, honey. She was like, okay, cool. We'll get it out the way. Wait, we don't need to hear about y'all's bedroom stuff. Right, yeah. So we, we watch it. We watch it. <laughs> and so I wake up Sunday morning and I'm like, honey, I'm really confused because I don't know whether I want to pull for Wanda or I want her to fail because she's a villain. And my wife goes, no, she's not a villain. She was protecting her family. And I say, wait, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. In order for her even to get that family, she would have to enslave all those people before she even started. First of all, let's make sure we get this straight. She said, well, you didn't see when they came in that all the people look unhappy. She thought she was making them happy by letting them forget their past lives. I said, honey, they they was held against their will. She said, no, they could have left. No, they couldn't. They weren't allowed to leave. But see, so it's it's funny because you asked that question, is she a villain? I think, like you said, the first four episodes, you don't have any idea. And you start yeah. getting a little backstory. And then you're thinking, yeah, she's a villain. But then also, she's a villain that you're rooting for because of the way they're trying to treat her when she walks out. And the people are like, the people are going really at her. And when she just saved the world. She literally saved the world, and then they're trying to still destroy her and all this stuff, and then all the stuff they're trying to do with her. They weren't husband or whatever, but her significant other. They were trying to use her to get all that kind of stuff. Then she becomes like the villain that you're still rooting for that's not a real villain. So I think that's where it became that little twist where is she a villain, is she not a villain? And I think they did that on purpose because they wanted you to figure out where do you want where do you fall in line with this situation? But I like you said, you hated the first few episodes. Like I saw that a lot when it first came out. People were like, oh, I hate this. I think what drew me in was like it was different, but they left a little bitty teaser that each episode that led it, hey, something's bigger is gonna happen. Like in the very first episode, you have the coming through the uh when they're at the pool and you have when they come through the radio. Hey, Wanda, yeah, what's going on? And you're like, something's going on. What's going on? Something's gonna happen. So it's it's setting you up. And then it just for the big reveal. So it keeps you intrigued with that little tidbit they do. Cause I think that plays with a little what they do after the credits. They were using little nuggets okay. like that to try and keep you engaged for the next episode. Cause they know it's different to start. And they long you just had to get through it. And once you get to it, huge payoffs. Let me get a little sidebar from y'all. How shocked were y'all when the Agatha all along stuff happened? Because I Ag- loved it. Oh, that was <laughs> a great twist. That was a great twist. And then knowing that like she was a Scarlet Witch, and then me and my wife over here trying to remember comics and shit. And I'm like, yeah, she was the Scarlet. She was like, was she a villain then? And I'm like, shit, I think she was. Her she name was. was Scarlet Witch. I mean, how many good witches you know other than the one from the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I think it does bring into like a, the fold a very more complex moral dilemma because, you know, uh, if we are so enamored by what we want to make us happy, because nobody would say that what she wanted, a family, you know, kids, the normal life. I don't think anybody would say those are bad things to want. 
But the way you go about getting it is what turns into, okay, now this is crossing some lines. This is where you probably cross over from the hero to the villain. But then, like, uh, you brought up with your wife, she's like, uh, you know, the world, half the people in the world had just died or disappeared. We don't want to say died, they just disappeared. And, you know, maybe she felt like she was making this community and helping them uh, live a normal life, which they were probably unable to live because of half their community probably just disappeared. So maybe she thought that she was trying to help them forget all their problems, but without realizing that she was actually torturing them because, you know, you see it whenever uh, they, they come out of her spell for a minute. They're like, please stop, please stop. Or the way they look at her with fear, like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Like, just there was obviously something going on inside with those powers. And it probably derives from the fact that they are dark powers that she gets them from. And so there's going to be dark reactions when they're used. So you said something earlier that I disagree with, Time, when you said she was protecting her family. Who said was that you or did, did Reese say that? No, Reese said she was protecting. So, her. so but it wasn't her family because it was all make believe. So she wasn't yeah, no. really protecting them. Well, and there she was no kids. There was no family. It was all fake. So, so this is this is where it's going to have major implications later. So the real the real vision, the one that's like not stuck into this time warp, he put all his memories into that vision, and now he is now the vision. So had she not made him. She wouldn't have, Correct. in turn, cor- you see what I'm saying? Yes. So it all boils down to she got what she wanted, but she didn't. She didn't obtain it the way she thought she was gonna and, get it. And she still doesn't know about it. No, nah, she still doesn't know. Right? Yeah. We we're the only ones to know. But if there's gonna be a two, it's gonna be that one, which leads me into my next one. So after we finish binge watching that, we roll right into this new Justice League. Oh, the sidebar from Marvel DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we go from there, and I'm watching it, and I go to my wife. I go, damn, some of these scenes are very similar to the scenes in the first one. And they got every actor that they had in the first one in this one. So is this a prequel? Is this a sequel? Is this a standalone? What the hell is this dude's name cut? Like, what is all this? (laughs) I just know that the, the movie, four hours and two minutes. That's a part-time job. So I'm saying I'm going into this part-time job. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an hour and a half into this. I just want to know what the hell am I watching because I'm pretty sure some of these scenes are in the first one. So to break it down in easy terms, uh, Zack Snyder was touted to be the director of Justice League. He's made it. They had differences, and Josh Weldon took it over and th- finished it. So a bunch of things were cut out. And the studio made it shorter because Snyder had it like three hours and like 20 minutes or three and a half hours long. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're not putting that theaters. So they cut out so much stuff with backstory of characters, more scenes with characters that made it flow better. And they just pushed out the Justice League movie, which was trash. So this is the Snyder cut, which is four hours and three minutes. And it is supposed to fill in all those gaps that you didn't know from Justice League because there's more backstory for each character. So right. it is the same exact. Some a lot of the scenes are the same, but there's probably two more hours of extra scenes that have been added 
to help fill in and make the story more cohesive and make it flow better and actually make it understanding versus what it was. And it's not even just adding, but some of the things are slightly different. Uh, so what I did was I watched the original that was released in theaters first, just so I had it fresh in my mind. And then I started watching the Snyder Cut. And so what I start to notice are things that I think are just like dumb in the original Justice League. Like first thing, whenever uh, the queen uh, of the Amazons is like leaving the temple, right? And she tells them to seal it up. Well, you know, old buddy had just busted through the temple to come, you know, retrieve the box. And they seal it up. And then like two seconds later, he just bust out the side of the thing. But she just like, uh, pretty much sacrificed all the Amazons that were in there to seal it up, and it well effectively did nothing. So you're kind of like, as a viewer, I'm like, what the hell did you do that for? If it obviously you weren't gonna be able to hold him in there. Well, in the Snyder cut, not only does it seal don't give up, me too much. I haven't watched it yet. Well, it, it, not only does it seal up, but something else happens that adds to the effect of oh, okay, maybe he won't get out of there. Another one is whenever he's dealing with Aquaman, it's just. Whenever you know they come and attack Aquaman's thing, like the the, the stealing yeah. of the cube from Aquaman and Atlantis was so quick in the original Justice League. It's like almost yeah. an afterthought. And in the Snyder Cut, they actually develop the story of how they get to Atlantis, the fight, and then like whenever in, in the original Justice League, Aquaman comes out and he's like, "Oh, you took a big hit out there," and kind of just like brushes past the fact that he just got his ass whooped. She just got his ass whooped. <laughs> they just lost this box, and it's kind of like. Like, are you serious? That's how you're going to react right after you lost the box to this guy? And it's just like, it makes it, makes it, it's just no, it makes no sense. And so in the Snyder Cut, you see a backstory and they don't allow Aquaman to seem as uh, aloof to what's going on. Um, you know, well, it's, part of that, though, is also because they actually haven't re- hadn't released the Aquaman movie yet. Right. We didn't come out till later that year. Justice League came out first. So they're trying to give you little bit of tidbits without giving too much because they didn't want to take away from the movie, which even the director of Aquaman said, hey, I'm not following anything that happened in Justice League. I'm making my own. Right. And that's what they did. And it was amazing. I, I enjoyed Aquaman. I thought it was a good movie. What? I, I, I thought Aquaman you know was a good I, movie. I'm not, I'm not going to even talk about that. I'm I'm, I'm going to move on yes. and I got to say this. I, so you mean to tell me... <laughs> So yeah, I'm looking also, at, I'm, you you asking about the act the scenes. A lot of all the movie, all these scenes were, were shot when they were filming it, so they're not reshot later with the same actors. Uh, so you mean to tell me I'm watching the movie twice with just some added? Why they just didn't put that shit on the side? I could have just picked that well, up. Well, it's it's I got to dedicate added, another four hours to this. It's not only just added, but some of the scenes are rearranged to make it make more sense. And I, I've I've only made it full full. Uh, disclosure: I've only made it through two and a half hours because I actually was watching it right before we got on. Bro, and, I, but it's so it's you mean already got to rewatch a movie that they added shit too. But it's it's like watching a, a brand new movie. I promise it is because it's Bro. like it's a whole different flow of the scenes. And you guys have been in reality TV. You've seen how cutting stuff can make stuff seem a certain way. Uh, and that's exactly what this is. They cut it a different way, and it makes it seem totally different. Just know it goes from two hours to four hours and two minutes. That's how much extra footage is put in. So you're basically getting two movies, right? And then, and then it's rear, like you said, it's rearranged, it's reorganized, and it flows better to Bro, make it more understanding. I, I, I can also get a part time fucking job too for four hours. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that you could. It just depends on what you want to do. You act like you, you don't do. sit down and binge stuff. You watch one of I, I, I do. I, I, I do, but I, I, 
my wife asked me today, uh, well, no, she asked me yesterday. She said, honey, is this the same movie? And I'm like, no, honey, this is not the same movie. This shit different. She was like, it's very rare that when you do a remake that you have all the same actors. And I'm like, yeah, honey, like, nah, shit, I guess they signed on for this. But <laughs> no, to later find out that it's the same movie, we just added some shit. Like, these are the same tacos you've been getting the whole time, but I'm just adding a little guac and a little uh, jalapeno peppers, and this is calling something else. Well, really, it's it's more like you have tacos. I've crushed the shells, and we have a taco salad that I've added way more to. I've had guacamole sauce. It's it's okay, it's the really same, but different. <laughs> I, I would say yeah, like you had. I'm gonna use my analogy now. You got steak tacos, and instead you're getting Kobe beef tacos. Oh, wagyu. <laughs> Oh, tacos. He got a rich, rich. I don't even know what that tastes like, but it sounds expensive as hell. Right? Shoot. Yeah. I want some wagyu. Is that is that a sauce? We all know Gary Gross is on wagyu beef out there on his uh, compound. I thought yeah. wagyu beef wagyu, was a flavor. My wagyu cows around here. I thought wagyu. I thought wagyu beef was a flavor. I didn't know it was an actual meat. Gary, what does that taste like? It's good. I don't really taste the difference, to be honest. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, speaking of meat, I want to ask y'all's, y'all's opinions on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, here we go, bro. That transition was awful, bro. It was good, but that was awful transition, bro. It was awful. That was awful. Hey, time. Time. Time can't even talk. Sorry. <laughs> time. What? Mute. We're gonna talk about that next week. We gotta get on. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Since you did me like that, Gary, that fucking transition was awful, bro. I'm gonna end the talk. show you today. Can't that, you can't even talk. Time. You can't talk. You're muted. Thank you, sir. Yes, you can't even talk. Mute yourself, bro. Mute yourself. You are it's out of line and enough. out of pocket, bro. You can't talk. Until next week, it's over with for you, man. We want to thank y'all for listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast. Um, you know, we just muted the host because he is out of line, out of pocket, and out of his damn mind. <laughs> we, hey, we here on the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast do not support people's meat, okay? <laughs> Unless it's Wagyu. Unless it's Wagyu beef flavor, okay? Or Kobe. Not or all Kobe of us, beef. yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This just went off the rails. Hey, you know, thank y'all for joining us. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits.